bits of more to your front door. Better turn up the lights and pray some more. We're gonna party through the night until the door. Then you and I are gonna get it on. Nap in the hood, come to do no good. Nap in the hood, come to do no good. You knew we had to do it again. Welcome back to the Blood and Black Rum Podcast. I'm Ryan from ColdSploitation.com, and I'm joined with my co-host Martin. How's it going? We're doing well. We're um we're we're working on our St. Patrick's Day episode. Um, Top of the morning that, to uh, you. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Whoa, pulling that out early, huh? Um, we uh we didn't do a St. Patrick's Day episode last year, um, because I was right in the middle of the plague when people actually kind of cared about it. You know, they were it's over a now. A little bit concerned that it was happening. Now it's still happening, but people are just like, I don't. Know. It's fine. Listen, I want Joe Biden to go out onto a fucking like uh, aircraft carrier and drop down the mission accomplished banner for COVID. Be like, we got it. Yeah, you know, just like when Bush said we, you know, mission accomplished in 04 in Iraq and we were still there for another 15 years. We did it. We beat it. Um but yeah, we didn't do a St. Patrick's Day episode last time. And uh if you remember a couple of years ago, we did do Leprechaun 5, which was Leprechaun in the Hood, which um, if you, you can go back and listen to that episode if you really choose to, but, um, we didn't have a whole lot to say about it, except that it was just, it's not a, not a good movie at all. I think we didn't have much to say after Leprechaun 4. Yeah, really. I think we re- we really ran out of <laughs> stuff to say about, <laughs> about the franchise as a whole, but yeah, we did, we covered Leprechaun in the hood. Um, and that, at that point, you know, we, we were, we were basically running out of steam on this franchise but we came back we, we took a year off we came back and we're going to talk about leprechaun back to the hood today which i think i should start out by saying the movie was so the movie had a really weird production okay um lionsgate purchased the franchise um what why no one knows right right exactly <laughs> um because they want you know like so Lionsgate actually has had a lot of shitty franchises <laughs> it's just something that they tend to do they're a big company so they have they have good stuff they have bad stuff doesn't you know doesn't really phase them because it all evens out in the end but for some reason Lionsgate wanted to release a new Leprechaun movie because they had the rights to the the franchise and so they obviously were going to use Warwick Davis again because he is basically a leprechaun. And they um, they recruited a director to make the film. And they recognized that Leprechaun in the Hood did not do well. In fact, it did very poorly. Uh, in fact, it I 
it released DTV, or which is pretty much how all of the like Leprechaun two through four released, and it still didn't do well. And at that time, you know, if you're releasing DTV, a lot of your views are going to come from people like shopping the, the um, video stores and looking to rent these movies because they're you know stupid and fun and uh, pop out on the on the uh, rack, right? So Lionsgate recognized that Leprechaun in the Hood didn't do well. And that was prior to us giving it a poor review. But now, obviously, Lionsgate would be referring back to Blood and Black Rum podcast. It said, I was I, I was going to say, yeah. I thought we were the ones that put the nail in the yeah. Leprechaun franchise. Now, now they would refer back to us and say, oh, they, those guys didn't like it. Okay, um, nix that. <laughs> uh, we're the definitive uh, say on, on the franchise. But um, at that time, they were you know, basically looking at sales. And they said, okay, well, that one didn't do well. We're going to make a new le- Leprechaun movie. And you know what we're going to do? We're going to put it in the hood again. And the idea that they knew that the first one did not go over well and they decided, why don't we just try it again, makes absolutely no sense to me. Like They, if, they thought they could do it better. Like, listen. I guess. We got, we got it all wrong last time. Yeah. We can do, we can do this better. So they um, – they said to the director of Leprechaun in the Hood, hey, we want to do a, another movie in the hood. And he was like, no, I don't want to do that. Um, we just did it. And so he said he had an idea for um, them to be for it to be set on like an island instead. Leprechaun goes to an island and does this thing on an island. And Lionsgate vetoed that. They said, no, we don't want that. We want it to be in the hood again. So they got rid of the first director. And they got a new guy, Steve. Um, I'm going to butcher his last name. I don't really know how to say it. Uh, Steve Aram a- Louis, I think is how you say it. Steve Stephen Aram Louis. And they said, Stephen, will you make this movie in the hood? And he said, Yeah, I'll make that happen. So they had. Stephen, I got rent to pay. Yeah. So they had Stephen Aram <laughs> Louis write and direct this movie, set in the hood, with a full cast of black characters and a fairly prominent. Um, you know, black neighborhood, and they had this random white guy write this movie. <laughs> it's set in the hood. I just feel like the whole thing. I just, I don't, I honestly do not know what was going through production's head when they they went through this whole scenario of like, let's make a movie based on a movie that didn't really do very well. We'll get rid of the old guy. We'll get a new guy. And that guy is not going to be black who can probably write this movie way better than some random white guy who, you know, had never stepped foot in a hood. So that's the story of the Leprechaun 6 production. (laughs) All that you want to know. And then some. And right there, that should probably tell you. Because whenever you have production getting involved... I mean, let's be honest, Leprechaun as a franchise has never been that successful uh, with producing actually good movies. Probably- oh, I was going to say, I was gonna say, what do you mean it's not successful? It has like eight fucking films. It's successful. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, didn't mean <laughs> successful in the normal sense of, you know, we're just pumping movies out. But successful in the sense that most of the movies that have been part of the franchise are just not that good. Um, with the sole exception of um leprechaun three and that's only because it has um 
um, what's his name in it? Um, uh, from from Mad TV. Or is that Leprechaun Two? That's that? Leprechaun Two and Michael okay, McDonald. Sorry, yeah, Michael McDonald. Yeah, it, in his like his four minute part. Yeah. So Leprechaun Two is really the one that has the most going for it. I would argue if you even go back and listen to our uh, episode on the first Leprechaun, that we're not even really big fans of that movie because it doesn't really have that much going for it except for a very early Jennifer Aniston uh, starring role. Um, but that movie itself is it smacks of like being a direct to video type of movie almost like a trauma movie or um you know a very a very limited uh ability to craft a good horror movie so obviously you know the franchise has just devolved as it went along and then you get to space in leprechaun 4 and where do you go from there because space is where you go when you got nothing left space in a horror movie is like i don't know we tried everything else um let's just put them in space and futuristic and let's see what happens you know jason did it leprechaun did it it's it's where you go when you've got nothing left leprechaun did it before jason yeah and this is a lot (laughs) yeah right (laughs) But then after that, they decided, you know what? Let's throw him in the hood. See what happens there. So we were not thrilled with Leprechaun in the hood. Um, so I was definitely not excited to go back to the hood. Um, I don't know about you. Were you? You were. I know. You, I'm pretty sure you were not excited either to to be spending time back in the hood with uh, Leprechaun. And really, the the sole reason why we even give this any. Um, shrift at all is because of Warwick Davis because you've no. got to give him the support. No, you don't. He made his money off of Star Wars and Idiot Abroad. <laughs> He's just doing it for the fun of it now in Back to the Hood. That that poor, poor man. He finds this fun. <laughs> He's got rent. I, 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 yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. He has to pay because, for the plane be, tickets. for uh, Because uh, if I were... <laughs> Because <laughs> if I was him, I'd be fucking shouting on set, like at, like the one liners that he gets in like uh, most of these films. I mean, like there's especially in this one. This in, in this one, he gets. Uh, f- I feel feel bad sometimes <laughs> in this movie. They don't want to eat I mean, what I, the fuck's that supposed to mean? <laughs> I don't think like anything in this movie is necessarily as bad as in Leprechaun in the Hood with the. Lep in the hood, uh, little theme ditty that he does, which I I think we played to its death in the last episode that we did on Leprechaun in the Hood. Do you remember that? I do. I know. Lep in the hood, come to do no good. Lep in the hood, come to do no good. That's uh, I don't know. I just I always remember that theme that he does in there. Oh my! I don't think anything is as bad as that from Leprechaun in the Hood. But certainly, Leprechaun Back to the Hood does not do him any favors in this movie. How does one jump the shark if the franchise is premised on jumping the shark? That's a good question. That's one that we can discuss in in this uh, episode, too, because I think a very valid point for, for the Leprechaun movies is what can you possibly do differently? 
And I think that's where we'll leave it. We'll talk about the um, the beer that we have on the show until we get back into the, the movie itself. Um, but that's a that's a question that I'll leave open to you to think about as we as we ponder the the wrongs of Leprechaun Back to the Hood. I almost want traips like these, like mid two thousands, like Fangoria, like uh, forums. And who's the asshole who's like, yeah, I really appreciate these films. Sure, there are some. I know there are some because again, there's eight goddamn films. I'm just curious. Who are the people who are like, yeah, you know what? It's pretty, pretty charming. You know, it's not the greatest, but it's it's got. Well, I heart. think sometimes it was it was production, like literally, and and we've seen it. And this has happened before too, like uh, where the franchise has pretty much run the well dry, and then production is like, well, this this franchise, the rights to this are just sitting here. We paid for these. We paid four whole dollars for these. <laughs> Why are we doing something with them? It's happened with Hellraiser. It happened with Wishmaster, where they 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 had the rights and they no one said to, no one stopped them because at the pitch meetings, somebody, some boomer had a terrible idea. <laughs> and everyone else was too scared to speak up about it because they wanted to keep their jobs. They're like, yeah, yeah, no, you know what? Uh, uh, s- setting this one in space, setting that one in the hood, it's a great idea. It's great. It's great. I was always, I was always wondering how Hellraiser got to like eight movies. Yeah, that's exactly why. And actually, one of the movies in the series, um, I think it's like four or five, really has almost nothing. It was actually not a Hellraiser movie. It was a different movie. And they were like, yeah, um, that'll work for Hellraiser because we have the rights to that. Slap that name on there and put Pinhead in there for like two minutes. And that's what they did. Literally, that's what they did. It's not even a Hellraiser movie. I think there's two in the series where they bought the script and then just modified it to be a Hellraiser movie. Um, it was, it's been like a couple of years since I, I actually rewatched the whole series like in, in sequence. Um, for a, a Hellraiser nudity post that we did on Coldsploitation. Um, Got to find that nudity. But, yeah, that's that, like they literally have done that before. So I don't know. I honestly don't know if in some of these cases the fans were clamoring for it. It was more so production was like, we have this the rights to this. Why aren't we not making a movie about it? Because it ha- it already has that fan base. We don't have to go for the original stuff. We don't need to like sell it to anybody. They know the name. They know Leprechaun. Make a new I've never, never seen a Hellraiser before. You've never seen any of the Hellraisers before? No. Oh, my God. we got to rectify that for the show. I mean, we'll at least have to do one and two. At least. And Pre- then- apparently, there's, apparently there's a new one coming out in 2022 on Hulu. Yeah. we got to at least do one and two. No, because you know how this podcast works. If we do one, two, then we have to do all, all everyone. Well, the rest of them won't be fun, but we could do them. <laughs> the uh, leprechaun affair. All right. What, what, when's, when's, Hell, when's Hellraiser take place? Like, uh, like June 9th? That way, we, you know. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, would, I don't know. It would be um, maybe a Valentine's Day episode because it originally was titled The Hellbound Heart. Uh, the Clyde Barker story, and uh, it's a little bit of romance in there, in a BDSM sort of way. Ooh, yeah. 
When's BDSM month? Do we do we have one of those? National flagellate your spouse month? Something like that. <laughs> All right, you you take away the beer talk because you've got you've got things to do on, on, and to discuss on this. So um, we have a, another Fiden's beer this week. We're just you know being ultra, ultra fancy, ultra bourgeois. Um, but this time, instead of a IPA, we have, well, I sh- shouldn't say IPA, because I don't even think Fines makes standard IPAs. They're all d- at least doubles or triples. And now, dry hopped. Double dry hopped. But we have a stout this time. It's a Imperial Stout, and um, one that is incredibly good, and... uh. I just got to say, I have a very touching apology to give to our Fiden's meal because I hurt his feelings. So, he went and got these, our Fiden's meal, uh, went and got these beers for us. And he charged me $10 for them, a can. It's a little exorbitant. Inflation's a thing, bro. But, I was fine with it because it's fine. It's very good. And after I got the beer and I bought it, I saw that he posted a picture of him at Fiden's and the sign said $9 and change. And I was a little irate that he upcharged me like that because he's not claiming tax on that or anything. He shouldn't be doing that. He should just be charging me what 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 they're worth. Maybe he can uh, claim an office on taxes. Yeah, well, he's not. Same thing with the deposit. That's besides the point. You're getting the deposit, though. Because, that's, again, that's besides the point. <laughs> I was wrong to, to attack him like that, because uh, this is a damn good beer. A great beer, I would say. Like all Fiden's beer. But it has that special Fiden's touch. And before we got into the review, I just wanted to apologize to our one of our Fiden's mules for me attacking him on upcharging us. I didn't mean to. I'm sorry. But this apology is truly just so that he'll continue to be a Fiden's mule. Yeah, because I'm not going out there. At least not for um, me, because I didn't complain about the price. I just gave 10 bucks. That's not true. That, that's not true. Oh, I complained about it to you, saying don't Fiden says is charging a lot for this beer. Listen, don't lie like about, that. I didn't complain about Chad charging us ten dollars because I get it. Gas is fucking twelve fifty a gallon now, so I get it. It's expensive. Don't don't lie like that. Uh, and, and you, you you bitched. You moaned a little. You, you you moaned a little bit. Like I I can't be doing that anymore. Spending ten dollars on a can of beer. Well, that's Not- true. I, I, like I said, I, and I, I, I will vouch for you. I did ask you before the show. Would you have spent ten dollars? Would you spend ten dollars on this beer again? And you said yes. So I, I will vouch for you in that you accept the charges. You're like taking a collect call. Yes, I will accept the charges. <laughs> <laughs> but. I do not, and I would not pay $10 again for the beer. But I well, do appreciate Chad's hard work and dedication in muling this up his ass. So what is this fine stout? 
that I just profusely apologize for. Well, it's an imperial stout, ugh. but it's a s'more stout, and it is incredibly delightful. Um, all the things you would expect from a s'more stout: the graham cracker, the marshmallow, the cocoa nibs, little coffee notes, nibs, little odie. It's all there, and it's great. And it's all pronounced. You get like a, as I'm going to take a sip of it now. Getting that very uh, long mustache I have now. <laughs> it's incredibly like dark. The, the chocolatiness is definitely like a dark chocolate, which is great. It has a nice graham cracker taste. Nice pillowy marshmallow taste. It's all like layered in together like you're biting into a s'mores. It works incredibly well. And it's well balanced in the flavors that it's trying to uh, to uh, convey. However, that being said, this would be like a five out of five beer for me on Untapped. A rarity, it would be, but it's only like a four and a quarter because it's an imperial stout, and it's a high one at that. It's twelve percent. It has a alcohol resiny taste at the end. That if you listen to the podcast, you'll know. Uh, more so me than Ryan, I do not care for my beers at all. Mm-hmm. It's what, like, why I drink beer more than I drink, like, whiskeys. I don't want to have, like, that rubbing alcohol taste at the end. Like, and with, and I get it because, again, it's a, with it being such a high ABV beer, I understand. And it's one of the reasons, though, why, like, a lot of Imperial Stouts that are good don't end up being as good as they should be because there's too much of that alcohol in the back end that you can't really do too much with. It's it is masked enough to where it's not a big issue, but I mean again, if you knock this down to like an eight percent, it would be like a winner. So but it's still great. I still like it. I would still buy a couple cans of this again because it, it is an Imperial stat with such a high ABV. You can, like, you know, quote-unquote, cellar it and sit on it forever and then drink it, you know, when you feel like it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like this a lot, and I would definitely get it again. I uh, I like it a lot as well. Um, I I do also agree that the the alcohol taste towards the end of it is a little bit heavy. Um, it is a, a very heavy beer at, at, at it itself, though, 12%. But at the same time, I don't necessarily appreciate the the full alcohol flavor um that it it gives off at the end with that said i think that the marshmallow and the graham cracker really come through very prominently at the beginning of the 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 taste um it has a great smell to it as well yes it does the smell itself just gives off like that s'mores smell to it um i would also describe this beer as coffee-ish um, I think that comes through from like the molassesy taste of like the graham cracker, um, and gives it sort of like another a coffeeish um layer to it, um, uh, um, umami, if you will. Ooh. <laughs> um, oh, you, you remember you gotta fit that one word in that you texted me the other day. Yeah, I, like I, last I, week I did. I can't even remember what it was at this point. It was like soup on or something. Uh, I don't. Know. But. Uh, I uh I, so I think I think that it comes through with a coffee-ish flavor. I don't really necessarily taste a whole lot of coffee, um, which is on the the label, but I, I do think that it, it does come through a little bit. 
But as a as a s'mores beer, I think this is really good. I've had a couple s'mores beers before. Um, this is on the higher end of that. Another really good one that I've tried before that has a, a significantly different taste to it is the um, is Beer Trees. Um, beer Tree has a campfire s'mores beer as well, and um, they have two. They they are definitely not the same. Like they don't taste even remotely close to each other, despite being having the common ingredients of s'mores. Um, this one is a lot heavier. Uh, has a really great mouthfeel to it, um, and it pours out like motor oil. Um, yes, it, yes, it does. <laughs> uh, but ultimately, I think this is a really good beer from Fidens that is different from stuff that I've had from them before because I've almost entirely had like double IPAs from them. Um, so it, it's, this is a nice experiment. Um, like I said, I probably wouldn't spend the the full price on it as I have this time for for another one. But I think it's a really solid brew and and you know if you can get it which is it's super limited um you know you should check it out <clears throat> they do do stouts we just haven't had them yeah they do do a few stouts they're just not like their their big thing their it's big not thing, my bag man yeah the big thing is ipa all right, so um, with that said, with that apology in in offer here, and we don't do apologies very often on this show. Why would we? Say that right. right now. We're always right. We don't have anything to apologize for besides that one thing. Um, let's go on to Leprechaun 6. Leprechaun, back to the hood. Um, what, with a 2. Yep, with a 2 and with T-H-A, the, the hood. Um, which I don't think was a part of the uh, Leprechaun in the Hood. I don't think they did a the, did they? Uh, I, think, I think it was a straight up the. No, it was just article. Leprechaun. It was just Leprechaun in the Hood. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So I want to start. Nope. So let's start out by uh, talking about the opening of the movie because it's extremely odd in in the scheme of things. Totally, completely different than what we get later on in the movie. It has like a little storybook fairy tale opening of like a cartoon drawing of little leprechauns in the woods and tries to tell the story of the leprechauns prior to humanity and mortals. Um, what did you think about that? Yeah. Sorry, they spent their budget on that animation. Um, I kind of think it's interesting too that it starts out with that animation and like we really haven't gotten anything like that before in prior movies, and it, this is and it literally opens to chapter six in the book, and it's like so after five chapters, you felt now was the time to really emphasize <laughs> the leprechaun's plight, <laughs> like like why wait till now? They're doing their army of darkness, you know. Bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I found that interesting. Like why, you know, why are, why are we waiting till now to get into this? But alas, it's there. Um, it doesn't really offer anything uh, contextually for the Leprechaun movies. It doesn't. Um, I don't know. It, it it feels like kind of worthless in the scheme of things. It doesn't even really usher in this movie uh, to explain exactly what's the reasoning behind this movie. Um, the opening scene after that cartoon does and gives us a little bit of a context as to what's going on and why leprechaun's treasure is now located in the hood here one other thing that i really think is funny about this movie at the start is that it it makes no reference to the other leprechaun in the hood movie like none no 
no attempt at tie-in, no referencing the previous characters, nothing. It's just like this movie forgot entirely that Leprechaun was also in the hood last time. Well, because it, it's assuming that, like we did, you're going to forget about that. Film. Right, right, exactly. Like, oh, you know what? Did that movie even happen? I don't remember it. <laughs> I don't recall. Which I agree. I, Besides a few choice instances in that movie, I also do not remember Leprechaun in the Hood very well. And I've seen it twice. That's, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Apology accepted. I watched it once once long ago for some reason, and then I watched it for the podcast again. Uh, yeah. Certainly do not need to see it twice. I, lep- I will say one thing that I remember about Leprechaun Back to the Hood um, before ever seeing it is I remember it prominently from being uh, – and I think I've said it before. We talked about like going to the video stores, kids. Well, I I remember prominently seeing it on the VHS shelves on the horror section. Mm-hmm. That that box art, you know, with Leprechaun to back to the hood. And mm-hmm. You're like, oh, what's that all about? I never picked it up, obviously, but you know, it was there. It always intrigued me. That ice cream man. So. I would say that I would describe Leprechaun Back to the Hood um, right from the start as a cross between Friday, half-baked, uh, <laughs> a slasher movie, I, I am and so, I, I will. <laughs> I will not let you <laughs> slander Friday fr- like that. Not at all. Friday is a fantastic film. So is next Friday. Well, this is like this. This movie is like trying to to get to that point, but failing. Is it? I. It's like more. It's like Malibu's Most Wanted, and uh, kind of yeah. In like a bad Tyler Perry movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, is doesn't that go hand in hand? Tyler With- Perry movie bad. Don't they just <laughs> is, really isn't that just you know stating the obvious? Or like uh, Martin Lawrence's output during this time, like Blue Streak or True, Nights, yeah. you know, Black Knight. Yeah, it is kind of like a step down, even a step down from those movies, but you know, listen. I like I said, I won't let you slander Friday like that. But if you want to slander, you know, Black Knight, go for it, bud. Because <laughs> well, Martin, Martin Lawrence, you know, I mean, you know, Martin's a funny show. Martin Lawrence films, and I will also say too that this movie. Um, I want to put this out there. I actually don't think that the cast is doing that poorly either. Um, I think they're putting in some work, and I just honestly feel a little bit bad that they're relegated to this sort of movie because I think that they could do a little bit better. Um, I was actually impressed because a lot of times you watch one of these movies and like the, the acting is just so shitty poor. But I really didn't feel that way about this movie. And I thought um, Sherry Jackson, who plays Lisa, I think she I thought she did a, actually a pretty good job there. Uh, she has like this one little heartfelt moment after her car breaks down where she's 
kind of breaks down and says, why, why does our life have to be like this? And I was like, wow, that hit me hard, man. And then that was it. You know, that's <laughs> honestly, I will say too, I feel like this movie is a lot better in like the first half hour before Leprechaun even gets there. Like if this movie had nothing to do with Leprechaun whatsoever, and it was more like a hood based movie about the struggles and tribulations of people living in the hood. I think it probably would have been an okay movie. I would have been a lot more okay with it, except 30 minutes later, Warwick Davis rises from the grave, comes out in a completely different dress than he wears in other Leprechaun movies. So for some reason along the way between Leprechaun 5 and 6, he decided I'm going to have a wardrobe change. And, uh, Say they got that Lionsgate money now. Yeah, he starts to wreak havoc in the hood here, and I I will say that I I really do think that this movie would have been better if it had just completely (sighs) skipped over the leprechaun element to it and really gone for more of a dramatic approach to like living in the hood, dealing with drugs, deal like you know, and even then sort of like a PSA sort of uh, movie, right? Like like look what happens when. you start dealing drugs in the hood and stuff like that. But um, I think it would have been better. I think it would have been a better movie. Once Leprechaun comes in and, you know, the, the coin gets distributed and um, Emily and her and Lisa and um, Rory and the other guy, Jamie, Jamie, um, once they get the, the money, um, then it kind of goes to hell and, and it doesn't really um, – it doesn't really go anywhere. Um, and I think that's where we get into the issue about Leprechaun as a franchise because this really stuck out to me. And I I recognize that it is also very hypocritical. But I feel like Leprechaun as a franchise has nowhere to go because it has an extremely limited scope. The, literally every movie in the franchise, all six, have the exact same premise. Just a different setting. Leprechaun loses his gold because something happened to him. People find it. They go hog wild with the money. And then Leprechaun comes to collect. That is literally the summation of every single movie. Sometimes it happens in space. Sometimes it happens in (laughs) Vegas. Sometimes it happens in the hood. But every single time is the exact same movie. Um... And like I said, I realize that's hypocritical because we can say the same thing about Friday the 13th. Um, teens go to a cabin. Jason is there. Jason kills teens. Um, well, you also get diminishing returns with those with the, Yeah, too. right. Exactly. You get diminishing returns with those as well. But I feel like with Leprechaun, you know, six movies of that really does not hold water. It, it, it is, And we see it here because – this movie is pretty much exactly the same as every other Leprechaun movie, except it takes place in the hood. And I don't feel like once they get the money that it has much value as a movie uh, because it doesn't – there's nothing worthwhile about watching. And I felt like after about 60 minutes of watching this movie where at that point Leprechaun had killed a few people, he had gotten high, he had uh, – murdered a guy with his bong. Um, I was like, all right, I'm out. You know, like that's, that's enough for me. You know, if this movie ended right here, I'd be fine with it. 60 minutes in and out done. 
but it goes on for another 30 minutes of just pointless chasing and um, almost nothing happening. Um, so what do you think about the diminishing returns of of the uh, the plot of Leprechaun itself? Like, like, do you think that there is a way to make Leprechaun a Leprechaun movie that doesn't adhere to just that same formula over and over again? There is, but I'm not interested. I can't be bothered to put that much thought into it. Mm-hmm. This film series is so trying, so interminable. It just literally drags forever. Oh, excuse me. Sneeze. It's supposed to be witty. Supposed to be a comedy horror slasher. It's never been witty. The first one's like the wittiest of the bunch, but it's not witty. And by this point, I like I feel incredibly sorry for Warwick Davis because like the lines he's given, like the one liners aren't even one liners. They're just him like saying shit. Like, oh, that's and, and yeah, this that, one that happened. Like he has to say like ninja please in this movie because that is the white person stand in for saying the n-word which is sort of a joke in itself in this movie um did did this right now that's the question is leprechaun back to the hood the originator of ninja please because if it is (laughs) yeah i don't know then you know what then it's a it's a cultural landstone and belongs in the smithsonian (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I think, like, so the problem with Leprechaun Back to the Hood is that even its jokes are extremely stale. Like, the weed jokes have already been done before. Like, the the bong stuff is just not funny in this movie. I feel like not a lot of the jokes even land. So, to call it a comedy is really a stretch. It's like a cringy horror movie, you know, <laughs> like it does. It just doesn't those, it doesn't land much of what it attempts in terms of comedy. I think probably the, the best part is when Warwick Davis has to act high, uh, gets into the fridge refrigerator and, uh, basically makes a hot box in there. But other than that, like, I don't really even feel like the, the film lands much of its comedy. No, it's terrible. It's unfunny. Incredibly so. I also don't really know that the film ever lands on a particular mood or tone. Like, it seems to want to be almost like a drama. You know, because it, like I said, it has that whole element to it at the beginning of the movie that is like a hood drama like it it has uh, a cast of characters that are struggling and it recognizes that you know this money is going to change their lives and so it shows the way that that can change their lives for the worse um and it it wants to have that drama element to it but then then once the horror element comes in with leprechaun it really loses both of those things um it just is tonally off and i don't think that it works very well with that said, I do think that this movie is better than Leprechaun in the Hood. That movie had a lot of problems with it. Um, mostly that it 
none of the setup really worked for it very well. It was super goofy. And I think at least this movie has a little bit of setup and character context that works for it. Um, whereas that movie didn't really even get off to a good start. But it's hard for me to put into words why I like this one a little bit more than Leprechaun in the Hood because I don't really like either of them in in their entirety. But I can say that this one is objectively a little bit better than the first movie. And maybe that's just because of the um, the creative risk that it takes, too. It's a little bit more uh, willing to take risks and to explore different territory. Um, I don't know. It's hard to say. I, I guess maybe it's just personal preference, too, as to why you might like one over the other. I, like I said, I can't, it's been so long now since I've seen Leprechaun in the Hood. I can't fucking remember a fucking thing about it. <laughs> it's Well, can poof. you really remember that much about uh, Leprechaun Back to the Hood? You just watched it. Yeah, I can, actually. Uh, one thing that really pisses me off about this film is they got Leprechaun's gold and these assholes just take it around to town and, like, buy shit with it. Yeah, that is funny. They, there's like, no, uh, there's no fence or anything. They're there's like, no fence. <laughs> they're just like, oh, uh, this gold piece is worth two thousand dollars. I think I'll just go to the thrift store and buy some some clothes with it. And now all of a sudden, now they're going like Rodeo down Rodeo Drive and fucking in Mulholland and Los Angeles and like doing like a uh, like shopathon, like yeah. it's Clueless or something. Like you know, and all it's missing too is like we're. You know what too pisses me off? You take that gold and you buy yourself a car so you can get to school. What does she buy? She doesn't buy herself like a 98 like neon, something practical. No, she goes and buys herself a 65 Mustang. I know. I think <laughs> I think that's part of the idea of like, oh, these people, you know, the, the look how the money has changed them and stuff. And there's even a line like later on, which I don't necessarily agree with, where she uh the main girl um emily emily goes into work for the last time she works at like a salon slash massage parlor area and she's gonna go give a massage to a woman that she hates that's a total bitch to her (laughs) she's like oh you're making me do this on my last day and she's like you've changed emily you would do anything before it's like yeah no i have money i'm not gonna take your fucking shit at a shitty ass <laughs> job where you pay me minimum wage, so I totally agree with her in that regard. But the film is making it seem like, oh, look how much of a bitch Emily is now. You get your money. ass back. Yeah. You get your ass back there, and massage this bitch's back right now. I know. That I I definitely don't agree with that because uh, workers' rights and all that. But I, I thought I thought it was funny that the 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 film used that as an example of like how Emily's changed so much. Like before she would have been all up in those roles and, you know, getting it, get at those warts. Why are you, why are you assuming that because she's a bigger lady that she's got warts and such? No, I'm not assuming. I was saying in general, she would, she would have done that. That's like what the, what her boss is making seem like she would, she would have done anything, you know, for, for, for $7 an hour. But now that, you, now that you've got money, you're such a bitch. 
<laughs> but yeah, no, that that bothered me. That like they got a, a, they fucking find themselves like a treasure chest of doubloons, and they're like we're rich. It's like, how do you know you're rich? Do you know that's real gold? Do you know like like what, what you know? And then they just take it to the stores and like pat like go into a gas station, like buying like a. Like a Seven Eleven buying a big gulp and a bag of Doritos, and like that would be two twenty five. It's like, hold on, <laughs> hold on. All I've got is this large doubloon. Um, do you take that? Sure. Let me just get eighteen hundred dollars in cash out for you. <laughs> get you your change. <laughs> yeah, that is a bit ridiculous. And then I like too how the girl brings it to uh, some guy to just boil down. Poor- <laughs> <laughs> no problem. I will. I will just boil that right down. <laughs> make you a gold tooth. Like, how does that work? She still got her tooth. Like, so she's like, like, you know. Yeah, that was cut. really interesting how they shot that too, because it made it look like she's just gonna take her tooth right out right there. She's like yanking on it. She's like, oh, hold on one second. Let me just let me just pull this right out. Stick a gold tooth in there. No problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's so fucking stupid but uh not only like that too like what is it what the fuck is it up with like you know these type of films and um oh we got the youth center we gotta protect oh we didn't get the money for the youth center <laughs> man this neighborhood would be so much better if we had that goddamn basketball court for the kids <laughs> it's so it's a community, it's, man. It's a community. Gotta give back. It's so, it's so like like cliched and shit. Like it's like a Fat Albert or Scooby Doo episode. Like, oh no, they're coming to shut down the community center. Yep. Yeah, and so that's again, that's like another thing too. Like that I was talking about. This film almost feels like it's like a TV movie or like a UPN style TV show. Um, wow, I, it's funny that you say that because that's UPN's where I saw the first three films of these. Yeah, I mean, it seems like it's a UPN movie, and then at the same time, then it has Warwick Davis's Leprechaun here. That is that why up. you is that why you brought up Moesha? Well, yeah, I mean, it, it definitely it it does have that feeling of like you know the, coming on the between UPN comedies coming on between Moesha and Buffy the Vampire Slayer episodes. <laughs> we got. Back oh, to the hood. hold on! I, I forgot uh, Thursday Night SmackDown from WWE. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, I don't know. I just for I I did not enjoy this movie that much. I think it runs way too long. Um, even at ninety minutes, it's just too long, and it doesn't have that much going on for it. And the the kills aren't really that interesting either, which is a sad part about the movie. I think like the most creative kill is like the bong kill. Um, but other than that, it really doesn't have that much going on for it. Um, I do, though, I have to say that I like Leprechaun's makeup in this one. Um, I think they did a pretty good job on that. But other than that, it doesn't have a whole lot going on with it. Um, and like I said, the ending just goes on and on and on. This could easily have been like a Tales from the Crypt episode. It does not need to be. A 90-minute movie. No, I agree. It, this film is interminable. Um, it just, like, it, there's a nothing 
that's really attractive about what happens. Again, like the acting in the film is fine. Um, I mean, like the like like none none, of the, none like every kill in this film is lazy as shit, and like absolutely lazy. It's just Leprechaun like puts his fist through somebody, and it's like, oh, we yeah. killed someone. Like, there's no creativity. Like, at least like the first Leprechaun, there was creativity with his kills. Like he different, you know, he mixed it up. You know, from using his like shoe buckle, and, to, the, and you know, and and they actually had more of an Irish bent to them too. Like, yeah, like they 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 adhered to the the Irish traditions and things like that. Leprechaun two specifically too had a whole Irish element to it. This movie, no, nothing. You know, like no no relation back to. Irishness or like the the lore of the leprechaun, nothing. It literally only has a terribly CGI'd rainbow. <laughs> That's it. Oh my god! Where, where the and so dances in it for some reason. Fuck you! Just like like little pot, like you know, a little fucking thing, and then I just, yeah, I just <laughs> little little shitty rainbow just runs over and dances, it, and then they go back to the scene. It's like. Wait, what the fuck was going on there? Yeah, it's hilarious. She just randomly <laughs> finds a, a rainbow. You know what? I think I'm going to go dance in it. <laughs> it's so, so weird and stupid. It just doesn't make any fucking <laughs> no, sense. No, no, I agree. All right. Oh, my God. I that's pretty much all I have to say about this well, movie. It's that's like, not I, enough. So like what again? Like so like do you think like again the like kills like the main part why you're supposed to be there? What'd you think? Lazy, right? Yeah, absolutely. Kills are lazy. Um, I I did like the one Kano kill where he rips the guy's heart out. You know, mostly for, for the reactions from the from the cat like from the guys that they're like no. I think I think the worst one though is when he rips the tooth out of the bitch's mouth because then when, after he rips it out, you see her jaw fall down, but it's her bottom jaw even though the tooth is in her fucking top jaw. Yeah. <laughs> so, you see, like, they put, like, the little, like, bo- like you know, like a skeleton bone thing <laughs> and have it hit the... It's so fucking stupid. I laughed really hard at that. <laughs> I laughed incredibly hard at that. Yeah. It, I, I just think... The, yeah, the kills are, are lame. Um, the humor just doesn't work. And again, I don't th- I don't really feel like this um, this movie is so bad that it's good either. It doesn't hit that level. It's just you know, it's just bad. It's just boring. Um, we did not mention one of the people. You know who's um the black officer in this film. No, it's really quick, so I don't know who. It's uh, Bo Billingsley, better known as Jet Black and Cowboy Bebop Stub. Oh, no, yeah. didn't know that. Knew that voice was familiar. <laughs> didn't didn't uh, notice it. By the way, that whole bit with the the that like her pumping uh, Emily when they get arrested. And then taking the shotgun and then like pumping away at the leprechaun. Mm-hmm. The sound effects of that shotgun are fucking terrible. Yes, I agree. Incredibly yeah. awful. <laughs> like I'm just curious to who chose that as like the fucking. 
I agree. Yeah. Not great. <laughs> All right. So we should probably rate this movie because I honestly don't have much more to say about it. Jesus. Um, let's just, just want this episode over with. There's a lot of deep diving you can have somebody do on this. <laughs> a lot of deep diving? Really? I don't know. Not for us, but somebody <laughs> not could. For, yeah, not for <laughs> us. Somebody else could certainly do it, but, but not us. All right. Out of 10, uh, nine millimeter shells wrapped in the four leaf clovers. What would you give this film? Um, I would give it a four out of 10. I don't remember what I gave Leprechaun in the hood. So again, this is all arbitrary. If I gave that a better rating, then I complete I change that. <laughs> um, but I, I would get I for right now I'm gonna give it a four out of ten. I it's not a good movie. I did not really enjoy watching it. Um, it's one of those movies where you have to re- try really hard to keep paying attention to it and not slip away to like just looking at your phone, looking at some stupid meme or something, um, because almost anything will. Like watching a pressure cooker will draw your attention away from Leprechaun back to the hood. <laughs> um, I just think that it doesn't have much going on. It's literally the exact same plot as every other Leprechaun movie. Um, and it has really not much to say. I do think that the the first like half hour shows some promise because if it had completely cut the Leprechaun element from it and done more of like a hood drama, I think it, you know, like... This could be like a spike, spike, uh, lead joint or something like that, and it could have been a better movie. How dare you! I'm joking about it being a spike, spike lead, but I'm I'm thinking that like if it had gone that route instead, it could have been a better movie. It could have really looked at hood life, the things that keep people in the hood down, stuff like that, and it kind of gets at that almost. Um, and then goes like a completely different direction later on with Leprechaun. So um, I, I almost wished it was a different movie um, because I think that the Leprechaun element really doesn't add a whole lot. It doesn't do anything. It continues a very similar approach to the other movies. And as we've seen in those movies, it wasn't successful either. So to do the same thing over and over again, especially in this movie, which re- basically repeats all of the the wrong things that occurred in Leprechaun in the hood um, that didn't work well in production knew that it didn't do well. Um, I think it's really foolish and it just, it was a waste of time to continue this movie franchise to do the exact same thing. Now, had it been set on an Island, do I think it would have been better? Probably not. Like, I don't, I don't know that I trust the Leprechaun in the hood director to do a better movie on an Island or anywhere, you know, any setting, um, it doesn't really matter. If space didn't work, then an island's probably not going to. But at the same time, I just feel like doing everything the same as the last movie didn't do this movie any favors. Um, it's a little bit better than Leprechaun in the Hood, so I'll give it that. Um, I think it has a little bit better of a plot. So that's why it's getting a four, because I think that it does an okay job at the beginning of the film. It's just when Leprechaun comes in that the movie seems to lose all enthusiasm for doing anything besides what has come before. I'd give it a four as well. It's 
Definitely. It's not like the worst made Leprechaun film. Um, but it's also not that memorable. It's not that. It's not noteworthy. Uh, one of the worst things you can say about a film is it just being mediocre. Just there. Um, this doesn't fall into it's so bad it's funny like you'd kind of hope it would because of how absurd this premise should be. Um, it's a competently made film. However, the kills are boring as shit. The effects are really miserable. Um, the plot is meandering and stupid. Um, acting, directing, and all that, it's fine. One of the things that you can tell is like, especially from this time that it's like a direct DVD film is the movie maker effects with like the fucking wipes. Like it's a late series, John Carpenter film. Those are incredibly awful. Um, it's just, it doesn't have anything going for it. It's just your run of the mill premise. If you really enjoy this franchise, that's the only thing. I the only reason why I say you'd see this film is because you're that invested into it. Other than that, I there's nothing here. Um, Ryan kind of hoping for like it, like it does, like it does bring up some points, of like uh, some social like commentary points. But if you want that, guess what? Watch Boys in the Hood. It's much better. True. <laughs> it's a much better film. If you want, if you want that kind of critique on like that, like that sort of thing, watch Boys in the Hood. It's a much better film, and it's a much smarter film. Um, here, it just kind of seems tacked, you know, tacked on, kind of like try to give our characters depth. Um, and other than that, I mean. I'm glad to be done with this franchise because I we are not fucking spending time with origins and the. Oh yes, we are. We're, no, we're not. We're no, because time. no, because you know what? I mean, there's other things to do. It's is leaving the show if we do it. <laughs> if we decide on doing the next Leprechaun, because again, I can't remember. I, I can't even remember Leprechaun in the Hood. The only thing I remember about Leprechaun in space is it's in space, and the main girls from like two hometowns away. Yeah, that, that's about that's about it. You know, and she also plays the big boobed weather girl on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. You know, those are her two like acting credits. But there's like there's. It astounds me at the things studios will greenlit if it's done cheaply enough. Mm-hmm. It astounds me. Warwick Davis should not have gotten this much run. He's not charismatic. He's not that good of an actor. And they don't give him much better th- things to do as the, the franchise goes on. It's, like, astounding to me. This isn't Saw, where you have, like, in a intriguing plot line going it's just some i got we can't be cold we should be shillelagh and i don't even have any of that like you know irish stereotypes in this fucking thing you know and it's gotten worse you know i mean you know less you know as you said earlier more played down as the franchise has gone on so Mm -hmm. it's like why am i even watching this so i four out of ten all right, so hopefully, hopefully you enjoyed our St. Patrick's Day celebration, <laughs> which is super funny to say because like Leprechaun has gotten so far away from from Ireland and 
It's not like he's running around killing people with corned beef and cabbage and being like, drink a Smithics! I know. I know. It is funny. We do this for St. Patrick's Day and it really has nothing to do with St. Patrick's Day whatsoever besides having a leprechaun. But, uh... All right, so what are we doing? We're, what are we doing next week? Well, Scream is digital. Yep, I think uh, I think we, we can do Scream next week. That'd be. A good is it out on Blu-ray? It's not out on Blu-ray. It's not out on Blu-ray yet. It is digital only right now. But I would be interested in doing it if you are. Either that, or we have also we also have a few other options that we could do. Um, we had talked about we haven't done Candyman yet, and that's another one that we do want to do at some point. Um, also, we got to do an Easter movie too. We got to get that in because let's see, Easter is coming up in April, so we've got to get that in too. Um, and I don't know what you want to do for that one. But uh, possibly Critters 2 is an Easter movie that I know of that we could potentially do. All right. So for next week, Scream 5, it is. No, it's Scream. Scream. And then um, maybe the week after that or something, we'll do um, an Easter movie. Passion of the Christ. I can't believe we're finally (laughs) doing it after all these years. Hey, I have never seen that movie, so I would, I would probably, wa- I would watch it. No, you, you know wouldn't. It's like, like it's it's like three hours long. I like, I, you know what? I watch. Well, I I shouldn't say I like. I watch. He's really good in Person of Interest, the TV show. Jim Caviezel. Jim Caviezel is a good actor. In well, okay, let's not say good actor. He can do, <laughs> he can do one part well, which is stoic, uh, like soldier. Thing. Stoic soldier person, he can do really well. No, uh, you know what? I have an Easter film for us to do. What? It deals with God's resurrection. I mean, Jesus' resurrection. Okay. God is not dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That would be so annoying to do. <laughs> Don't you want to look quiet? I am curious about the movie. I am. Cu- I'm sure it is just te- just fucking awful, but I am curious to see it. I I have not seen it, but I do know. I mean, I know about it quite a bit, and it's got Kevin Sorbo and. Yeah, I'm I'm sure it's awful, 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 awful movie. Last half hour was just Christian rock bands playing. Yeah, I, I'm sure it's bad, but I I. I can't say that I'm not a little bit interested in seeing what they did. It's just got delirious. I can sing of your love forever playing constantly. <laughs> I can sing of your love forever. Well, we'll think about the Easter stuff. But I really want to do God is Not Dead. Maybe. Maybe we will. Or we can do Jeepers Creepers too. I just can't imagine myself, though, alone. <laughs> After work, being like, you know what? I'm going to sit down and I'm going to watch God is Not Dead. Would you rather do the new Daily Wire film that they got coming out? Yeah, I saw that too. 
you know, I would probably just need a lot. I'm probably I'm probably gonna get high when I watch God is Not Dead. You're the reason why people say he's dead. Because I, I just cannot imagine sitting down by myself to watch this movie. And like lit like. Why would you not drag your wife and children through this ride with you? Yeah, I'm sure she's. <laughs> Well, the problem is because I end up watching, feeling more alone if I have her there because she just is on her phone. So, feels no, you feels take more it away. lonely than watching it by myself. Take you take it away from her. Yeah. All right, scream. Oh, look at that! Look, look at that! And God's not dead. The Robertson boys from fucking Duck Dynasty are in it. Oh. As like just random people. Like, remember Duck Dynasty? Yes. Remember that. Remember people watching rich asshole duck guys? We talk to you about Jesus and meat? You fucking idiots. Well, then you know what? I have to do it if they're in it. I just don't understand it. How did that ever become a thing? Don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They invented a duck call and they made the money and here's your fucking... These fucking people. Reality TVs. You know, that's something we should do. Just start going down the fucking real world. Watch every season of the real world. (laughs) Yeah. Alright, so next week we're going to do Scream. And then we'll figure it out from there. Thanks for listening to our St. Patrick's Day episode. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. We're sorry that we didn't have more Irish stuff for you, but um, maybe you're sitting down to have a nice Reuben. Ooh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Listen to it with a a nice Reuben and a Smittix, and then you'll you'll be you'll have your St. Patrick's Day all set up for you. Um, But if you want to listen to us more, you can follow us on pretty much any podcasting app you can think of. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, our home base at Anchor.fm, and pretty much anything else. Subscribe to us. Leave us a nice review. Uh, we're also on Facebook and Twitter. You can just search for us on there, Blood and Like Rum Podcast, um, and like us and you know follow us and whatever else you can do on Facebook. Uh, we're also on um, – we have an email address at bloodandblackrumpodcast at gmail.com. You can write to us. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. Um, and we'll take that in consideration. And also, you can subscribe. Uh, sorry, you can donate to us at uh, our Patreon page at patreon.com/slash Blood and Black Rum Podcast. Everything that we get there, we're gonna put back to beer. So appreciate you fueling our alcoholism. Uh, so on that note, I'm gonna sign off on this podcast. Hopefully, you enjoyed our episode on Leprechaun. Back to the hood, and we hope to uh, see you back next time for our Scream episode. So until then, take care.